Hello, it's Ashlyn again, back for another episode of the Heart-Led Wellness Podcast. I am a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach, and I have a degree in Integrative Healthcare, and this is a show where we talk about all things holistic health and healing and all of the things that I'm super passionate about. Today's episode is all about self-love. This is a very, very, very important episode, maybe one of the most important ones that I will make, because if you can master the art of self-love, your entire life will change. Everything in your life will change. Your relationships, your health, your income, your passions, your career, everything in your life will change if you understand self-love. So I'm going to first explain what self-love is. Like, what is it? (laughs) Let's break it down. Also, I'm going to talk about some myths around self-love. And finally, I'm going to give very specific, tangible tips to start to love yourself because we often talk about self-love and how important it is, but how do you actually get to that place of loving yourself and fully accepting yourself? What what can you do? How What can you start doing today that will help get you to that place? So that's what this whole episode is about, and I am really excited to hear how you like it and how it impacts your own life. Like always, I am not a medical practitioner, I'm not a doctor, so nothing I say in this episode is medical advice. It's all just my own opinion and education, and please talk to your doctor before making any changes in your life. Um, I think that's all I have to say before we get into the episode. I just ate a delicious smoothie bowl with berries and banana and flax seeds and chia seeds, and it was so good. I don't know why I'm telling you that, but it was amazing. So I hope you ate breakfast this morning too and maybe a smoothie bowl because they're just so good but anyway let's get into today's episode about self-love you guys a lack of self-love is one of the root causes of a lot of things in life. I love talking about root causes and let me tell you that when you love yourself, life is so much more fun and everything seems to flow better and work better and your relationships improve, your health improves, you feel like you can actually follow your passions and do what you love, things come to you more easily, you feel more magnetic, When you love yourself, life is so much more fun and so much better, but it's very common in our world nowadays to grow up with examples of self-deprecation and being really hard on ourselves and listening to our inner critic, and that can lead to a lot of problems in our life. So, for today's episode, I first want to start talking talking about what is self-love, what does it even mean? We hear that all the time in our modern culture, but what actually is self-love? I like to think of self-love as fully, unconditionally accepting ourselves. It's, for me, a lot of my own self-love journey has been around accepting my body and the way that I physically look, but for some people it might be your personality, what you say, what you do, who you are. Self-love is fully and unconditionally accepting all of those parts of ourselves, the way we look, the things we say, the things we do, who we are. It's this deep respect and almost a reverence and an awe for our life and for our soul. It's seeing ourselves in the mirror and 
feeling so grateful and so proud of ourselves and who we are and how far we've come and it's not self-love isn't just about glancing over the flaws that we have or not picking up on the mistakes that we've made it's seeing those flaws and seeing those mistakes and loving ourselves anyway that's what unconditional love means to me it's there's no conditions love without conditions means no matter what i am going to love myself one way i like to think about this is seeing yourself through the eyes of god no matter if you're religious or not think of what you believe the person the thing the energy that created you that created this entire world whether you call it god or the universe or love or energy anything like that that being has complete unconditional love for you and if you can see yourself through their perspective it can give you a different way to see what it would feel like to fully love yourself all of your mistakes all of your flaws because it's a love that you can't even describe that you can't even put words to and that's the ultimate goal of self-love the ultimate goal is to get to that place where we can actually see ourselves through that lens through that light and then realize that we are worthy of everything we could imagine in life there's nothing that is out of our limits because we see how powerful and magnificent and amazing we are So one thing that I think keeps us from getting to this place of self-love is what I call the humility myth. And this is a myth that we are often told that if I'm more humble, people will like me more. I definitely used to believe this, especially when I was a lot younger, that if I was more humble, if I downplayed my successes and minimized my strengths, that people would like me more because we're taught that nobody likes a self-obsessed person, which is true. We don't like to be around people who are very self-obsessed to a flaw. But at the same time, it's not fun to be around people who don't love themselves and don't actually acknowledge their strengths. We're taught that self-sacrifice is honorable. We often praise people, especially women and men for um or especially women and mothers for abandoning their needs for others you know like oh she's so self-sacrificing she puts everyone before herself it's so amazing and yes there's a time and place obviously when you're raising a family or you know that you have an extra demand that you might need to put others before yourself but it's not always an honorable thing to do that sometimes sticking up for our own needs and not abandoning abandoning them is actually the more difficult thing to do but the better thing to do because it respects ourselves and respecting ourselves in our lives and our bodies is very 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 important so the humility myth is that if I abandon my needs if I downplay my success if I say that I'm a humble person and I don't want to brag about myself that people will like me more but actually it's the opposite is true self-love actually makes people like you more self-love makes you more magnetic think about somebody I'm sure you've met someone, we've all met somebody who is really confident in themselves and you can tell that they genuinely love themselves. It's really fun to be around those people. It's contagious. It encourages you to be yourself and accept yourself and it's really fun to see people's uniqueness and when they're owning their uniqueness and unapologetically being themselves, that to me is one of the most magnetic things possible. 
So the humility myth is not true because if you are more in love with yourself and confident and grounded and sure of yourself, people will actually like you more then. If you're constantly putting yourself down and talking bad about yourself and deflecting compliments, people are going to treat you in that way. You're teaching people how to treat you and they are going to start seeing you through that lens because if you're constantly saying, oh, I hate my hair, it's so ugly, it's gross, I don't like it, people are going to start seeing your hair as ugly and gross even if it's not because that's what you're teaching them to think about you. So in the in the end of this, to end up this humility discussion, self-love is actually a humble thing to do because you're less focused on yourself when you're sure of yourself. When you have actual genuine self-love, you are not thinking about yourself when you're around other people. You have more space and more energy to be present with others and to actually give to others because like that saying always goes, when your own cup is full, then you have extra to to pour onto other people. That is so true. If you're not feeling good about yourself, you're going to be thinking about yourself the whole time while you're with somebody else instead of actually being present with them. Another myth with self-love is the perfectionism myth. And this one is very, very, very common. We've all fallen into this trap of saying, I will love myself when blank. I will love myself when I'm perfect. I will love myself when I weigh X pounds. I will love myself when my skin is clear, when I'm successful, when I have my dream relationship, when I live in my dream house. But nothing in life is perfect. And that is why life is beautiful. If life was perfect, if you could get to that perfect ideal dream scenario, it would be so boring. (laughs) It would not be exciting at all. I always think about like nature is such an amazing reflection for learning these types of things because we, it's really easy to look at nature and see the beauty in it and feel in awe of what it looks like. But if you actually look closely, it's not perfect at all. Like I live in Colorado and I look at the mountains all the time and the mountains are not perfect at all. Imagine if the mountain range was like a kindergarten's drawing of the mountains with like 10 perfect triangles up and down all next to each other. That would be so boring. (laughs) It wouldn't be interesting to look at at all. But the actual mountains are not like that. They're all different shapes and they have unsymmetrical sides and it's really messy, but it's so beautiful. Nobody is questioning if the mountains are beautiful because they're not quote unquote perfect. And that's the same thing about us. If we looked perfect, if we were perfect, it would be so boring. The very fact that your body isn't perfect is what makes it beautiful. The little scars and the odd shapes and your personality flaws and things that you say and do that are just quirky and weird, those are the things that make you beautiful and interesting and a human. So the perfectionism myth is also not true because it's not true that we have to be perfect in order to love ourselves. So now I'm going to share some actual tangible things to help start your self-love journey, as we all say. <laughs> the self-love journey. The I want to give really specific, like, actual things you can do because it's often talked about self-love, how important it is, like I just talked about how important it is, but it can seem really overwhelming to know, okay, what do I do? How do I actually get from a place of not liking myself, not liking my body, not liking my personality, to actually liking myself and what I who I am, fully unconditionally accepting myself. Like, how do I get to that place? And there are 
a few things that I want to talk about today that have really helped me in this process because I have gone through this process. It's, I'm still on this journey, but where I'm at now is literally night and day from where I was five years ago. So the first one to just get into it is taking care of your body, which I talk about all the time because I feel like it's one of the biggest catalysts for mental and emotional health is taking care of your physical body. But with self-love, taking care of your body is basically a sign. It's an action that you can take every single day that reflects the value that you have for yourself. Think about something that you own, like an item, maybe it's your computer or your car or just something that you spent a lot of money on that you really value and think about how you treat that item. Do you always make sure that it's put away? Do you clean it well? Do you carry it carefully? Like what kind of things do you do with that item that you highly value? And think about your body in the same way. If you really highly valued your body and you saw your body with deep love and acceptance, you would treat it with an extreme amount of respect and care. I like to think of my body as a temple. It's this shell. I always call it my soul shell, a shell for my soul. It's the container that my soul, my spirit chose to be in, to live in for this lifetime. And I only get this one body. I don't get a replacement. It, that's not how it works. So I'm going to choose to treat my body with a lot of respect and care because I know how important it is for my soul's path on earth. I have to take care of my body if I want to have a fully rich experience here on earth. And if you, even if you don't see your body in this way, if you don't feel like your body is worthy of being deeply taken care of, take care of it anyway and see if your mind can start to shift because it's kind of like the chicken or the egg (laughs) thing that everybody talks about. Sometimes if you do the action first, then your mind will shift. So you start to take really good care of your body and then all of a sudden you start to actually value your body because you're putting so much effort and energy into taking care of it that you're like, of course I love my body. I spend all this time eating well and resting and exercising. Of course I'm going to love my body. It's like a result of all of your actions. So how do you take care of your physical body? What does that mean? Well, I think the most important thing is to eat well because food impacts so much of our health. And I think it's like the lowest hanging fruit. It's the biggest change that you can make that will have the biggest impact. So if you really value and respect your body, you would eat food that is whole and natural and as close to nature as possible. You would understand that putting poison in your body in the form of artificial foods and genetically modified foods and pesticides and colors and additives and blah, blah, blah is not really the best thing for your physical body. It doesn't give your body the energy and the life force that it needs to feel good and to hold your your soul in a healthy way. So eating well is very, very, very important. Obviously, it doesn't mean you need to go off the rails and become so obsessed with it that you'll never eat anything processed at all because that's also not healthy. But for the most part, with what you do every single day, your daily routine, your daily habits, making sure that you're eating as much whole natural food, fruits, vegetables, sweet potatoes, legumes, rice, beans, 
you know, spices, herbs, everything, all the colorful, amazing food that we have been given on our planet. Another way to take care of your body is by being aware of what products you're using. Following a non-toxic lifestyle is really important, so making sure that you're using clean makeup products and hair care and skin care and cleaning products and not using air fresheners or toxic candles, all of the ways that these chemicals have seeped into our daily lives. Making sure that you're buying clean, non-toxic alternatives or making your own is really important too because that can have an impact on our physical body. Another way is through movement. So making sure that you move your body every day, even if it's in a gentle way, especially in a gentle way, is a great way to show love to your body by going on walks or stretching or going to the gym, doing whatever makes you feel good. But moving your body is a great way to take care of it. Going to bed early and getting enough sleep is really important. Getting outside and getting sunshine. We're not meant to be inside all day, every day, and the sun is really, really important for our physical and mental health. If you're a woman, it can be really helpful to learn about your menstrual cycle and start to cycle sync because the menstrual cycle plays a big role in our self-love journey and self-acceptance journey because so many of us have been taught that it's a gross or taboo thing that we can't talk about that has to be extremely painful and something that we don't bring up in conversation but the menstrual cycle has such a huge impact on our daily lives as women and it can really give you a different way to look at your body to see the miracle of your body that happens every single month and realizing that it's constantly happening whether you're thinking about it or not is a really great way to learn about your body and just feel more in touch with your body also a way to take care of your physical body is by investing in things that make you feel good maybe it's getting massages or going to yoga classes or buying a gym membership or even buying clothes that make you feel good clothes that are comfortable and also make you feel confident and are made with high quality fabrics or just well-made clothes can really make you feel good about your body and then also to reevaluate your relationship with alcohol or smoking those are things that can really impact our physical body and not doing them can make you feel very clear and bright and strong and healthy so to sum up that conversation it's a lot easier to love something that you take good care of when you take good care of your body it's a lot easier to love it and accept it for however it looks because you know that you're doing your best to take care of it and whatever it looks like as a result of those actions is just how it looks and you can surrender to that and just accept it for what it is the next way to help find more self-love in your life is to learn how and practice accepting compliments love and support when people give you a compliment say thank you and accept it and actually accept it this might take a while because I used to be this way when people would give me a compliment I would immediately be like no that's not true that's or I would reflect it back to them like they would say oh look you look so beautiful today and I would say oh but look at how beautiful you look and just direct the energy back to them but instead you can just say thank you (laughs) you don't have to say anything else you can just say thank you and you can fully feel that love and energy coming towards you and let it soak into your body and not deflect it or say anything else yes you can give other people compliments but receive compliments first before you immediately 
give a compliment back. And also don't minimize things. When people say, oh, I love your shirt. Don't say, oh, it's super cheap. I got it at Walmart. Just say, thank you. (laughs) I love it too. Isn't it pretty? You don't have to minimize compliments when people give them to you. And especially for women, feminine, I love talking about feminine and masculine energy, but feminine energy is all about receiving, receiving love and support that's coming towards you. And this has completely changed my life because it has helped me find more self-love in my own life. Because when you receive compliments, when you receive support, when you receive help, it reminds you of how much you value yourself and it's like reinforcing the belief that you're worthy of support, you're worthy of love, you're worthy of compliments like we all are. Letting people help you, letting people open doors for you, let people carry heavy things for you, you're worthy of that support. You can, Yes, you can do it by yourself. Yes, you're capable. But when somebody offers and you would actually want that help, you want that support, receive it. Allow yourself to be held and supported. That will help you feel more worthy and more loving towards yourself because you are allowing that energy to come in towards yourself. The next one, and this is a massive topic, but the next way to increase your self-love is to develop a relationship and an understanding with your inner critic. We all have an inner critic. People call it different names like the ego or the voice in your mind or one of the books that I read at the beginning of my self-development journey was called Mastering Your Mean Girl by Melissa Ambrosini and that book really had a, a big impact on me but she calls that inner critic your mean girl. So the inner critic is the voice in your head that will always be there. It's never going to go away. I think we we all we wish that it would go away that one day we'll just have this full complete self-love and no inner critic and that's just not the truth even if you feel extremely in love with yourself and so confident you're still going to have an inner critic but the key is learning that that voice is going to be there and turning down the volume on that voice observing the voice without actually engaging in it you can hear the thoughts going on in your mind you can know that that voice is in there but you're not actually paying attention to it you know that it's not true so you're not taking what it says to heart you know that your truth is much bigger than that, that your actual voice, your actual intuition, your actual soul is the truth, and that voice is not the truth. So the inner critic, one way to become more aware of it is through meditation, because the practice of meditation really helps you train your awareness to pick up on more subtle things, so you can become aware that you are not that voice and like separate yourself from that voice and sitting in meditation or just doing things with a deep inner focus even if it's like breath work or going out in nature just time when you can actually turn your attention inward and start to pay attention to what's going on inside that's a really great way to start to hear that inner voice and start to realize that it's not actually you another thing with the inner critic is the way that this voice is connected to your nervous system which this will change your life if you understand this because your inner critic is the loudest when your nervous system is dysregulated so when your body is in fight or flight or freeze so the sympathetic mode or in polyvagal theory they talk about like the dorsal and ventral nervous system the branches of the vagus nerve but 
basically to make this simple and understandable, when your body is in that fight or flight or freeze response, your nervous system is dysregulated and your thoughts are going to reflect that state. Our thoughts always are reflecting the state that our nervous system is is in. So when you are in the parasympathetic state, which is the rest and digest state, think about when you're outside in nature or maybe you're on vacation or just doing something that really makes you feel really good and relaxed and happy. Usually our thoughts are very positive and uplifting and we're maybe feeling really good about ourselves, more confident. That's because our nervous system is in that parasympathetic state. But on the other hand, when your nervous system is in the fight or flight or freeze state, your thoughts are going to reflect that. So you might be feeling more hard on yourself, more anxious, more negative, more impatient, worried. Maybe you just don't like the way you look. And that can kind of take a lot of pressure off of those thoughts because you realize that the thoughts are an indication of your nervous system. So if you catch yourself having those types of thoughts, you might start to ask yourself, well, how am I actually feeling right now? How is my nervous system? Like what is going on in my body that is leading me to having these thoughts? So I'm going to give an example of this because this happened to me the other day. I woke up feeling really anxious. I had a lot to do that day and I really didn't get a lot of good sleep the night before. I went to bed late and I felt like I was just tossing and turning all night. Those are all things that are going to put my body into a dysregulated state. Feeling anxious, having a lot to do, not getting good sleep, those are all things that are going to put my body into that fight or flight mode. And I noticed that I was having a lot of thoughts about my body that morning. I was feeling really gross in my body. I was not liking the way I looked, not liking the way I felt. I was being really hard on myself. And because I've been doing this practice for years and really a lot more aware of my thoughts, I was watching these thoughts going on in my mind and I was really aware that they were happening. But I didn't draw the dots that it was nervous system for a little bit. It took me a few hours that morning to really realize what was going on. And then I... I finally drew the dots and I was like, oh, okay, I think my nervous system is really dysregulated right now because I know that I actually do like the way I look and I do like my body and I know that these thoughts are not my truth, so something is going on that needs my attention. So I decided to help regulate my nervous system and there are many ways that you can do this and you can choose different ways depending on what mood you're in or what situation you're in. But I just decided to do a little bit of gentle movement, some stretching. I was doing a lot of my self-soothing practices with like putting your hand on your chest and slowly rubbing your chest or laying on the floor with your legs up the wall. I let myself feel my emotions, which is one of my biggest ways that I regulate my nervous system through crying or just fully expressing my emotions. And I noticed that after I did that a few minutes later, that those thoughts were completely gone. And I was feeling back to my normal self of feeling good about myself and not concerned about my body. And I just, that situation just reminded me of how much our nervous system matters with our inner critic. And we can't just erase this inner critic, but we can use it as a as a sign, as an indication of the state of our nervous system. So if your inner critic is really loud, if you're having a lot of thoughts about your body, about yourself, if you're being really hard on yourself, see if check in with your nervous system and see how you're doing that day. Did, have you eaten enough today? <laughs> have you gotten enough sleep? 
are you super stressed? Is there something on your to-do list that you just need to cross off because it's hanging over your head? Check in with your nervous system and see how you're doing and see if some self-soothing practices, which I need to make a whole episode about this, about how to support the nervous system specifically, like what you can do, but even just gentle things like going outside, taking deep breaths, doing some stretching, some movement, drinking some water, making a cup of tea. Those are all really simple things that can help regulate your nervous system. So that's how the inner critic shows up in our lives and developing a relationship with that inner critic is really, really important for self-love. The next way to increase your self-love is to learn about your luteal phase. (laughs) And this is for women specifically. So if any men are listening, I encourage you to keep listening because this may help you understand the women that you love in your life more and help you support them more in their cycles. But for women specifically, the luteal phase is the two weeks before your period. So it's the period of time after ovulation and before your period. So I'm specifically talking to women who are not taking birth control because if you are taking any form of birth control, it's going to mess with this natural rhythm and cycle. But if you're not taking birth control, the luteal phase is the two weeks after ovulation and before your period, especially the week before your period. So the seven days before your period, this is a time when the inner critic becomes even louder. You may feel this desire to throw everything away, to burn your life to the ground, to start over. You just have this energy of, I don't care. I hate everything. (laughs) It's over. And I'm being extreme, but it's the only way to illustrate this feeling of how it feels. But this luteal phase, this period of time is actually a gift and the inner critic can become louder because it gives us a chance to see what needs to change in our life, where we can improve, what isn't working. And it's actually a beautiful thing if you can reframe it in that way and realize that your inner critic is there to give you feedback on your life if you're willing to listen. I learned about this in a book called Wild Power by Alexandra Pope and another woman. They they both wrote this book together. And one thing that I really loved in this book that I want to explain to you to see if it helps you out is designating a time in your cycle where you let your inner critic go wild and listen to what she has to say and her feedback. So in the luteal phase, you can reserve this period of time. Maybe it's three days before your period or five days before your period when you know that that voice is going to get really loud and you allow her to get really loud and listen to what she has to say. And if that inner critic is coming up earlier in the month, tell her to wait until the luteal phase. Tell her that you are willing to listen to what she has to say and you want her feedback, but not until the luteal phase. And I feel like that, it might sound crazy, but that really can help you shift your focus when the inner critic is coming out because you're not pushing her away or pushing her down and not listening to her but you're just letting her have her space a designated container and letting her express herself when it's in in sync with your body and in sync with your cycle because the menstrual cycle goes through these phases of summer and fall and winter and spring and the luteal phase is the fall time. It's a great time to reflect on how things are going and start to tear down things that aren't working and become more aware of what's going on in your life. So even if you don't want to do that practice of 
designating time to listen to what your inner critic has to say even if you're just more aware that during the luteal phase your inner critic is going to become louder that can bring a lot of healing because you'll realize that that voice being louder is just part of the cycle it's something that happens to all of us and you'll realize that oh this isn't the whole truth this is just my inner critic becoming really loud a lot of women have a lot of mental health challenges in this late luteal phase and they might not realize that it's their cycle related and some of it can be health related because if your hormones are really out of balance it can cause even stronger symptoms like especially if we're talking about pmdd or like pms those types of conditions can indicate that there's an actual imbalance in your hormones but i'm going off on a tangent basically i'm saying that the luteal phase is a time when the inner critic can become louder and that is actually a normal part of the luteal phase and if you can expect it to happen it can lessen the impact and make it not feel as intense because you're prepared for it to happen and you know that it's going to happen okay another way to increase your self-love is to realize that photos of yourself are not the whole truth we will never actually see ourselves not in a mirror or not in a photo whenever i think about this my mind kind of spirals and it <laughs> it kind of hurts my head to think about it because you'll never actually see yourself through another pair of eyes the only time you've seen yourself is through a mirror which is a reflection so it's not the actual it's like backwards it's reversed or through a picture which pictures don't capture your full energy and your full essence and another a way to like reframe this is to realize that when you see a picture of yourself you're not seeing your full essence your full energy like i said and instead maybe watch videos of yourself this really impacted me because i used to see photos of myself and not like the way i looked or think i looked weird and then there was a period of time where i watched a video of myself that like i don't rem- i don't even remember what video it was but it was a video of me laughing and it wasn't like a planned video, it was something that a friend or a family member took of me, and it was just a like a truly candid video of me laughing. And when I saw that video, I saw something that I had never seen in a photo of myself. I could see my happiness and my energy and my joy, and it was so beautiful to see that. I could see the energy of myself, and it helped me to reframe photos of myself as not the whole truth because a photo is usually very planned it's really stale it doesn't really capture the truth of who you are and seeing yourself laughing and smiling can help you see yourself in a new light and see what other people see in you when they say that they love being around you or that sparkle that people see in your eye you can't really see that in a photo so understanding that photos are not the whole truth they're not everything and maybe you have heard this little metaphor before or maybe you haven't but if you haven't this could really change your perspective think about on a night when it's a full moon and you're outside and you're looking at the moon and it's so beautiful and so amazing and you can't stop staring at it and you're just if if you're anything like me you're having all these thoughts about why are we here (laughs) what is what is the meaning of life like where's outer space where are the planets i don't know whenever i look at the full moon i always go into this spiral of questioning everything But anyway, that's not the point of the story. The point is, when you're looking at the full moon, 
you think about how beautiful it is and then you take out your phone to take a picture of it and the the picture on your phone always looks absolutely horrible it just looks like this glowing blob in the sky like a circle in the sky it looks like nothing and it just does not capture the full essence of the moon that's the same way with us when we take photos of ourselves it's not the same it's not the energy that you get when you are looking at somebody face to face and seeing and feeling their energy it's just not the same so thinking of yourself as a blurry iphone photo of the moon when you see a picture of yourself that you don't like just think it's a blurry iphone photo of the moon <laughs> and maybe that will make you laugh about it and move on and realize that that's not the full truth okay the next way to increase your self-love is to be your unique self we hear this all the time be yourself be yourself be yourself but it's so true if you learn to not water yourself down and let yourself fully express who you are and do what you want to do it will increase your self-love because you will feel like you're being authentic and true to yourself so follow your interests and passions even if they're different than what society accepts even if it's something that is not quote-unquote normal or is odd own those unique things of yourself and do them fully because that is what's magnetic like i said at the beginning when we are fully in touch with ourselves and being true to ourselves people want to be around us and that energy is contagious because we are being true to ourselves all of us have a unique blueprint we all came here with unique skills and passions and interests and when we fully own those unique things and chase them go after them do them that's what makes us magnetic and in alignment and contagious to be around and then the last one that i want to talk about is posture and how you hold your body because our body and our minds are connected if you want to hear more about this listen to episode two where i talk about how your mental and physical health are connected because the way that you're you hold your body signals to your mind depending on how you hold it it signals to your mind different things so if you are walking around with poor posture if your shoulders are caving in forward if you are making yourself smaller you're signaling to your mind that you're small and inferior and then you're going to have thoughts that reflect that state of i'm nobody i'm worthless nobody cares about me i'm ugly etc if you have good posture if you're walking around with your shoulders back it signals to your mind that you're powerful and confident and your thoughts are going to follow as well so you might be feeling really good about yourself thinking oh i can do this i am capable i am beautiful people like me that type of thinking so walking around with your shoulders back and your heart open opening your heart allowing there to be space in the front of your chest and taking up space when you walk don't make yourself smaller when you go places take up space and look at people in the eyes when you're talking to them when you're at the grocery checkout make a conversation with people look at them in the eyes say thank you when people give you compliments look at them in the eyes and say thank you making eye contact with people is a really great way to increase your confidence and especially if you're standing with your shoulders back and your heart open you're going to feel really confident and really proud of yourself there's a posture i think it's called power posture i could have that wrong but it's basically where you stand up with your in a wide stance like with your legs pretty far apart and your hands on your hips or you can put them up in the air like a giant x and you just stand there and breathe for a few minutes and you're taking up so much space you're feeling so big that can really help increase your confidence and help make you feel really 
grounded and present and strong within yourself. So that's a way that your physical body can help reflect into your mental body but or into your mental state. But this is really important to make it a habit because a lot of times we just unconsciously are doing this. Like we are walking around with our shoulders forward unconsciously and it, it can be hard to switch this because you've been doing it for so many years. So it might take some time to remind yourself over and over and over again to stand up with your shoulders back and your heart open and to take up space and look at people in the eyes. But once you continue to practice it, it will become like second nature. And trust me, you will be feeling really good about yourself if you walk around life like this. Okay, so to finish out this episode, I just want to say that having self-love is 100% possible. It might seem so out of reach and so foreign, but it is possible. I am a living example that it is possible. I used to hate every single thing about myself. My dance teachers, because I grew up as a dance as a dancer, which is part of this puzzle, because <laughs> dance is traumatic. If you are a dancer, you know. But anyway, my dance teachers would ask me to write a list of three things I liked about myself, and I couldn't think of a single one. I would just stare at the paper with it blank, and I could not think of anything. I literally hated every single thing about myself. But now, this happens multiple times a week, where I will look at my mirror look at myself in the mirror and just cry because I feel so proud of myself and so much respect and reverence for who I am and what I've gone through and that fully unconditional acceptance towards myself. I'm not saying I feel like that 24-7, but those moments become more and more often because I've done all of these things that I just talked about. I've taken care of my physical body. I've developed a relationship with my inner critic and learned about my menstrual cycle and changed my posture and you know everything it's taken a whole a whole life change to get to this place and lots of hours of therapy and coaching and deep inner work but it is possible to get to this place it is possible to have a different relationship with your inner critic and realize that that's not the truth and see the truth of your beauty and power and strength more often than you see the truth of the inner critic okay I think that's all I want to say for today. I really hope that this was helpful because this is so, so, so important. If you can find this deep self-love, you your entire life will change. Everything in your life will be different if you feel this way about yourself. It's not selfish. It is so essential to life here on our planet. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day and get outside if you can. Please get outside if you can. It will change your life again. <laughs> And please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram if you have anything that you want to share or add to this episode. My Instagram is at heart.led.wellness. And if you want one-on-one coaching with help in your nutrition or your mental, physical health, anything like that, please feel free to reach out to me. There are links in the show notes like always, and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye.